I, um, I, I, I just can't really express to you how grateful I am for you rockers and your commitment to the gospel and the different things that are going on, the different faith initiatives that are going on in this church. And just the testimony, the living testimony that you're being. But I just would like to ask again if you would prayerfully consider supporting Jeremy as one of his supporters. For $30 a month, he needs 74, 75 more people. You can go to the salvageproject.org and sign up right online, just right online. I've done it. I'll tell you, I'm fi- personally, yes, I'm his dad. I'm also his pastor. I'm also trying to light as many gospel fires as I can everywhere I go, including in my own family and my own church. I'll tell you a simple way you can make money appear that you didn't have before. For the last 18 years or 17, I had T-Mobile. I'm not a cell phone carrier, but I had one for the kids, and I got one for Kathy. I just stayed with T-Mobile. No matter how hard I tried, I could never get it lower than $50 a month, and all she uses is a flip phone. One day, I called him on the phone. I said, look, this is insane. You guys, look, I... You're ripping me off. In Finland, you can get the web, this and this, for $23 a month. They said, well, we're sorry, Mr. Darling. The $40 a month plan with tax is the lowest we have. I said, okay, see you later. I went to Ting. I'm paying $18.17 a month. That's how much savings from 50 Is that not $32, right? Boom, just like that, it appeared. Give it to Jeremy. <laughs> Give it to Jeremy. I give every possible thing that I can because I'm, I'm so thrilled to see someone out there full-time in the gospel. I feel the same way about Ben and Clarissa. So we want to get laborers. Jesus said pray for laborers to get out there in the field. So again, if you just pray about that, really appreciate it. Tonight we're going to look at Colossians chapter 3. Not going to go very long because obviously I wanted time for you guys to have an update on our microfaith initiative But we're in Colossians chapter 3, and one of the things I want to emphasize tonight as we go through just a few verses this evening is the beautiful simplicity of God, the clarity and the simplicity of God. Now, I'm going to share with you just a little bit of background for a moment. Again, some of you know this already, but I I have been reading my Bible for 40 and a half years. That's the truth. Every day, something in the Bible for 40 and a half years. For 37 of those years and three months, I have been a married man. And all the stresses and all the challenges that come in marriage. I've had four children, raised four children. They're married, and they're growing and they're learning. And Kathy and I had the great joy of passing on to them this truth. Simply obey the Bible. If you want a good marriage, obey the Bible. It's not really complicated. It's simple, it's clear, it's concise, and it changes your life. And tonight, we're going to read exactly God's instruction for the family. And I want you to think about this for a moment. This is a little, probably two-page letter that the Apostle Paul wrote, inspired by God, to these Gentile Christians in Colossae. They were part of the Roman Empire. And he writes this. 
First, we'll begin in verse 16. Let the words of Christ in all their richness live in your heart. And let them make you wise. <clears throat> right behind your chair, Paul, I have a bottle of water. And could I have it? I forgot it. And um, sometimes the allergies, they make my throat just completely lose all their moisture. And it happened right now. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> let the, the, words, the words of Christ in all the riches live in your heart and make you wise. That's profound. Let God's word, Christ's word, richly dwell in your heart, and guess what happens? It makes you wise. Use his words to teach and counsel each other. You think to yourself, wow, do I need a counseling degree? Do I need my doctorate? Do I need my divinity degree? I don't know how many times I've tried to crush this belief in the ground. You do not. You have the Holy Spirit. If you know Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit of God in your life. And we need to be people who simply go to the book, to the instructions of God, and we say, wow, what is God telling me to do? Use his words and teach each other. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, let it be as a representative of the Lord, all the while giving thanks to him to God the Father. I want you to think about this for just a moment. And whatever you say or do, let it be as a representative of Christ. Do you parent that way? Did it ever dawn on you <clears throat> that the very next verses are on the family? But before that, he says, look, if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if you're a child, if you're a husband, if you're a wife, do it as a living representative of Jesus Christ. Not as a lazy, overbearing, sluggish, passive dad, but be a representative of Christ to your children. And be a representative of Christ to your husband. And be a representative of Christ to your wife. That changes everything, you see. The problem is that we tend not to take God's word at face value. So then he says this, wives, you must submit to your husbands as is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. I'm going to read this in a different version in just a moment. It gives so much more light to this passage. And you husbands must love your wife and never treat them harshly or abusively. I know a church in this city that I will not name that is having massive problems for the last several years of overbearing, domineering, emotionally abusive men using the Bible as a hammer on their wives. And recently, eight of those men were arrested and put in jail. And it's tragic. Men, we are to love our wives and never be harsh or dictatorial or tyrannical or abusive or mean or cruel. Think what would happen if we if said, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, I'm going to do that. 
I'm going to keep going after that. You children, kids, you're in here tonight. Listen to this one. You must always obey your parents, for this is what pleases the Lord. See, it pleases the Lord when you do what they ask you to do. Fathers, listen to this. Do not aggravate, frustrate, and exasperate your children. If you do, they will become discouraged and quit trying. You know, you know what I've noticed is for, with fathers? I've spoken to fathers oh, countless times and around the country. It's real easy for fathers to have <clears throat> unrealistic expectations on little children. It's real easy to nitpick. It's real easy to pick them apart. It's real easy to just always be pointing out their flaws and their imperfections. And it humiliates them and it aggravates them and it crushes their little spirit and they get really angry and resentful. This is what the Amplified Bible says. Wives, submit to your husbands out of respect for their position as protector and their accountability to God as is proper and fitting in the Lord. Husbands love your wives with an affectionate, sympathetic, selfless love that always seeks the best for them. And do not be embittered or resentful towards them because of the responsibilities of marriage. I know guys, you know, they just got tired. Like, I want to be with my buddies. I want to be with whoever. You see, when we go back, we step back to the verse before this passage. We are to do whatever we do in our lives as a representative of God, of Christ. We're new people. We have the power of God in our lives. We've been redeemed, and we're to clothe ourselves, right? We Just a few weeks ago, with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, gentleness, humility. And we are to forgive whatever fault or grievance we have against another. We're to make allowance for the faults of others. Not beat them down because of it. Not hold it against them in our heart and bear grudges. That's sinful. Holding grudges is sinful in the eyes of God. We are to forgive as Christ forgave us. Man, imagine for a moment if God demanded that you make up to him every wrong you've ever done him. We are to bring this then into our marriage and wives. Understand, husbands and wives, in the family there was meant to be order, not chaos, order. Peace and joy. Did you know, sincerely, there is joy in living for Christ? Now I'll tell you the the great secret here with this passage. The great secret is this. We as Christians do not live our life by how we feel. We live our life by the commands of God because we are motivated for what Christ did for us to honor God. We want to live a God-honoring life, period. That's what motivates us when we get out of the bed. See, this would save, to be honest, hundreds of thousands of dollars that so many couples have to spend on counseling trying to figure out life instead of submitting their life to the commands of God. When I get up in the morning, I don't, 
I don't ask myself. I, this may surprise you. When I wake up in the morning, I don't lay in my bed and think, you know, I don't know. I'm pissed at Kathy. I don't, yeah, I don't think I want to love her today. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't feel like doing it. I'm not going to do it. You sure don't do that with your job. Do you? You don't do that with your job. You get up. Oh, you may not want to go, but you go. Imagine what would happen if we began to order our heart in the way God wanted us to go. I'm going to love her. I'm choosing, Lord. You have given me the power and the ability and the grace, and I choose I'm going to love her. I'm going to get out of bed this morning, and I go out and I pray for her. Kathy's up there. I told her today, you're up there, honey, just resting in your bed, sound asleep, and I'm underneath you walking around praying for you every day, every single day. And I'm lifting you up in prayer, and I'm thanking, and I'm working over my own heart. If there's bad attitudes, man, we need to kick our bad attitudes right in the you-know-where, right out of our heart. That's what's destroying marriages, is a bad, pathetic, ungodly, carnal attitude. And we need to go, you know what? No, no, I will not let you live here. And we need to learn. We need to learn, Lord, I'm going to live out this command. I'm going to, I'm going to adapt myself to my husband. I, I, got a, I got to tell you a quick story. I got an email from my daughter today, John and Celeste. You know John and Celeste from downstairs with School of Rock. Anyway, they decided to do something I would never do. They decided to go 22 days, drive 5,000 miles with five little children <laughs> across the hardest part of the United States you can imagine. So they're, they're across Arizona and Tucson. It was 120 out, and they're in a little van. And then they went to California, and they're driving through San Francisco today. And Celeste wrote me. She said, Dad, hey, if you remember, pray for us today. The air conditioning went out of the car. I'm like, oh, jeez, oh, God. Oh, my gosh, 5,000 miles, five little kids in a van. <laughs> You know, and I'm thinking, well, we used to do that when I was a kid, but that was a different time. And, and I, I wrote this list. The way she wrote the email, you just, you'd have to know my daughter. I could tell, to be really honest, she had a beautiful spirit about it. I, and so I wrote back. I said, Celeste, I want to tell you something, sweetheart. I said, your attitude is fantastic. It is so commendable, the kind of wife you're being, because I know a lot of wives be going, we're going to get in this van fixed right now. No, we're not driving this. You, we're going to rent a van. I am not going to go 3,000 more miles with five little children, and one of them's just turned three, through the hottest part of the United States. They still got to go to Yosemite. Then they got to drive back through Nevada, and then they're going up to Rapid City and through the Black Hills, and then home. Or, you know how some girls are, they just kind of make you pay the price all the way home. And I, I was just like, Celeste, I mean this, sweetheart. I'm, I'm almost in tears. I commend you for the way in which you do everything possible, and I've watched this, to make John succeed. She said, well, Dad, you pray for me. It's not always easy, but, you know, Dad, I'm just trying to follow the word of God. That's what we do, husbands. We love our wives. Do not be mean to them. Do not be abusive to them with your words. Do not. Be kind. Be tenderhearted. Say only, as the Bible says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only such a word as meets the need of the moment that it might give a blessing and grace to those who hear. 
But man, it's easy. I, I'm the, I admit this. I've had to repent many times. I've had to ask my wife for forgiveness many times for just a word that came out of my mouth. Shouldn't have come out. Or just an attitude. But I'm learning. You know, old grandpa's learning. As time goes on, I've been at this a long time, to learn to just marshal my spirit. Put a smile on my face. Be thankful, Mark. Be sweet, Mark. Be kind, Mark. Be gentle, Mark. Serve. And I'll tell you what, I mean this. Boy, life is so much more enjoyable. See, God is not wanting to torture you. He's not wanting you to go, you be kind. I know you don't want to be, but suffer anyway and be kind. You want to know? You want to know a truth, a psychological, emotional truth, divine from God? Those who refresh others will be refreshed. The kind person nourishes their own soul, but the days of the cruel are oppressive. Kindness benefits that person and you when you're kind. When you're mean, you're just ripping up your own guts. You're just tearing up your own heart, and you'll destroy your own family. Well, this is what I wanted to share with us tonight. Simple truth Clear truth, it's the direction God gives us, do it. It's really, I mean, it's as simple as looking at your child and say, sweetheart, daddy, why don't you go brush your teeth now? Yeah, I know you just woke up, your breath kind of smells funny, so go brush your teeth now. <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> I expected my four-year-old to do it. <laughs> they just do it. They said, okay, daddy. In fact, that's often what they said. Okay, daddy. And they just walked in and they brushed their teeth. Did you know that we can learn to say, okay, Daddy, yes, Father, sweetheart, I love you. <laughs> sweetheart, can I bring those? Hey, let me go get the grocery. You want me to vacuum? How can I serve? It's the same thing. We just obey our Heavenly Father. And that is your power, Mom and Dad. Do you know one of the great powers that I'm going to close with is for influencing your children? I used to do my children say, I know, you know, Jesus says to obey Daddy, right? But guess what Jesus also says? Jesus says, did daddy obey God? <laughs> it's a lot easier for your children to obey you when they see you submitting and obeying God. Let's close. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. God, I love your word. I love your word. I don't know how to express, Lord, how much I love your word. Your word has changed my life. Your word has guided me in my marriage in how I raise my children. Your word guided me in how I deal with my money. Your word has guided me in how I deal with other human beings. Your word has guided me, Lord, in my understanding of you. Your word has guided me in how to manage my emotions. Your word has kept me full of joy often and given me peace when my days were stormy and walked me through trials when I didn't think I could get through. You sustained me with your promises. Your word it's the most phenomenal treasure that we have. I ask you, God, help us simply live it out. To simply choose to live it out and help us be willing to look in the mirror and say, Mark, buck up right now. You're being a rebellious, spoiled child. That's the issue that so often tears down our relationships. It's not my wife. It's me and my own vile, filthy attitude that needs to change.
Help us, Lord, to submit to the word of God, to our Savior, because we love you and we want to honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.